Hi, welcome back. You're listening to Beyond Sheet Face with your fave influencer, content creator, podcaster, esthetician, Anika. Today I'm going to be talking about my journey into becoming a content creator, influencer, baddie. I will preface this by saying it's a long one, but it's an interesting one. So let's flash back to Nika in high school. While lots of people my age were probably underage partying and drinking, I was not. I was at home on my Zoom watching YouTube videos because I was obsessed with learning how to do my makeup to the point where I even did my makeup for prom. And I watched so many tutorials and videos and figuring out how the frick I was supposed to put on eyelashes. And that's a whole journey in itself. So I essentially ended up stumbling into it. I went to university and I was studying media studies for two years. And I just realized like my heart, I think I realized this long before I went to university, but that's a whole topic for another day. I just realized that my heart just wasn't in it. So I ended up applying to makeup school in Toronto. And I remember I had to pay like $100 for the application. And I just waited to hear. And I remember we came home for Christmas break and there was like a big envelope. And I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like if they get rejected, it's not going to be a big envelope. So I opened it up. I got accepted to makeup school. I was so freaking excited because that meant like I'm leaving university. I have one more like semester left and then I'm going to be moving to Toronto, the big city, the six. <laughs> so we end up moving to Toronto and I decided this is how like my Instagram came about. The Instagram that you guys probably follow now. By the way, the podcast does have an Instagram now. It's called just Beyond Sheet Faced. So you can check it out on Instagram. However, I essentially just ended up um, just starting an Instagram as a leeway into basically how I was going to kind of figure out and showcase my whole journey of becoming a makeup artist. So that's how the Instagram came about. And I hadn't really figured out a name for the Instagram yet. So I ended up choosing Nika Bod MUA, which now that I think about it, zero creativity, zero anything. But you know what? At the time, it did what it needed to do. So while I was there, I was just basically recording my whole entire journey with becoming a makeup artist and in makeup school and fashion and hair and all of that. Those posts are archived now. So I'm sorry to tell you this. You cannot find those posts. <laughs> they're on my Facebook, but please don't go and look for them because the makeup glow up, that's a whole thing in itself. So I end up starting it. And then this summer that we moved to Toronto, I end up starting a blog. And this is truly the wildest thing. I don't think I've told many people that this is really how I got started into being a content creator and an influencer. So I started a blog on WordPress where I would do my makeup and then I would take a bunch of photos of it. And then I would, it's probably still on WordPress <laughs> now. I'll link it in the bio for this episode. And I would just take photos and upload them and just give a play-by-play -play of all of the products that I use. This was when ColourPop was up, up there. Everyone and their mom. I don't know how many orders of ColourPop I genuinely 
ended up ordering. And this was before you had to pay like duties and stuff on it. So the chokehold that ColourPop had me in, I had so many of the eyeshadows, so many of the liquid lipsticks. And that's really how the Beauty with Bodden came about is Rhea, my best friend. She ended up helping me figure out a name because I was like, I feel like if I'm going to be a makeup artist, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be on social media trying to figure out YouTube <laughs> and all of this. I need a name. So this is how Beauty with Bodden came about. I didn't like makeup with Bodden. It just doesn't have a ring to it. So Beauty with Bodden. And now that's literally like my business name. My like studio is like Beauty with Bodden Skin Studio. So big up big up yourself and big up your besties because I wouldn't be where I was now without her help and I remember being at university and filming you can still find these videos on my YouTube channel of just me filming tutorials and all of this bless my little heart somehow I was I guess in a way destined to destiny and the universe and something was just drawing me towards content creation and being an influencer and makeup and we're not even gonna get into skincare because <laughs> my whole entire skincare journey is chaotic if not worse than that so this is how I kind of stumbled into content creation and then I worked a bit I did Miss Universe a bunch of other different like cool and exciting opportunities like Raw Artist Toronto and I figured you know what I know about makeup but I have no idea about skin so I started doing research I started looking on Instagram and looking through hashtags and figuring out that there's like this whole community of people who are just like loving skincare so this is when like I discovered skinstagram and this was probably like 2017 so I was just like working and being a nanny and I realized okay I think I want to go to school to become an esthetician so not only can I be like a well-rounded esthetician and makeup art but I meant makeup artist but also be like a well-rounded esthetician so I looked around and I was like oh my goodness okay I'm gonna do the damn thing so I applied and I got into aesthetic school and by this point in time I was learning more about skincare and I was curious so I'm like going to winners I'm going to all these different stores looking at stuff but I couldn't afford the full-size products so I ended up buying travel size or just whatever I could find at Winners and stuff. And my mom would get so annoyed and frustrated because I would always be like, can we please go to Winners? Can we please go to Winners? And sometimes I would stumble on really cool brands like Glue Recipe and Herbivore. And sometimes I would just stumble on just like random things like Nip and Fab. But you can't even find Nip and Fab anymore at Shoppers. But that was like one of the OG brands along with the Aztec Healing Clay Mask. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by the Aztec Healing Clay Mask, the Ordinary's Glycolic Acid Toner, anything from the Ordinary. You probably were using it, abusing it, just your whole, what was the skin barrier? There was never any sunscreen in sight. It was just all of these acids and exfoliants. And then this is when you like add in the Polish Choice BHA Toner and it was a mess. <laughs> It was a mess. And this was when we were all, at least I was in a chokehold with like pharmacy and all of pharmacies, like moisturizers and the serum, the honeymoon glow. 
raise your hand if you were also personally victimized by the honeymoon glow. And this is also a time when I discovered skincare Twitter. So skincare Twitter was it. So now you have like 2017, I'm learning about skincare Twitter. I'm learning about Skinstagram. I'm learning about like pharmacy beauty and herbivore and all of Paula's Choice, all of these different brands. And that's kind of how I got into it. Of course, I was still overusing the Aztec mask. I think I probably use that mask four times a week. And then I had this thing that I like to call like my miracle toner because at the time, like my cystic acne wasn't really there anymore. So I would use 99% alcohol, witch hazel and rose water. And that was my, my miracle toner. <laughs> and I later realized now, um, yeah, between all of the things that I was using, there was no skin barrier my skin barrier was non-existent using 99% rubbing alcohol as a toner nightly. No sunscreen. I was still using between the Ordinary's Glycolic Acid Toner and the Pixie Glow Tonic, using those every single day. And the Hyaluronic Acid from the Ordinary and the Niacinamide and then the Lactic Acid. So when people are like, why was your hyperpigmentation so intense? Babes, this was years of using the wrong products and having no idea. And there was honestly no emphasis really in school on wearing sunscreen, which is interesting because my instructor was a dark skin woman. And there was just, there was zero emphasis on wearing sunscreen. So we're going to chalk it up to that as well. So I finish aesthetic school. I'm like ready to do my placement because it was a part-time program and the Ponda replay hits. And at this point in time, like I've worked for a bunch of different companies and wax bars and stuff. So I ended up taking a break from school, getting a job at like a popular wax bar. And that's kind of how I got into waxing. Waxing was kind of my leeway into learning about body care products and that's when I was like introduced to PFB and when I tell you I was a selling machine for PFB especially the Vanish Chroma Bright that was my girl it's still my girl I always put my friends onto it because it does what it needs to do especially for the black girls heavy on for the black girls the black girls who are trying to get rid of like the discoloration and the hyperpigmentation in their underarms the PFB Chroma Bright I literally have it right here this one this is it. I would sell so many of this and I still do to my like my friends and anyone I wax because it's just that good and you see a difference. I also do now like the topicals high roller just as good a lot more gentle but either or chef's kiss. So I was a selling machine for this and I genuinely was just like okay I think this is what I meant to do. So here we are figuring it out but then the pandemic hits and I realize I'm not really happy working for other brands and companies and stuff like I've skipped over me working at Sephora that was a time this was 2016 me just forgetting the trauma <laughs> so I worked at Sephora I when I said I've had these jobs like I've been there I feel like Pitbull been there we've done that so now we come to the Skinstagram 2017. I have a skincare Twitter now I'm following as I like to refer to them as the token six. And these were like black estheticians because when I was on Instagram, there were a lot of white estheticians and there was honestly a huge lack of representation, at least for when I was seeing when I was following professional skincare brands that they were mostly promoting people who lacked melanin 
and not a lot of people who had melanin. And to me, that was like, it kind of got me down and made me sad and like depressed. So that's, that's really it. So I was posting my little shelfies because this is when shelfies were, the shelfies had people in a chokehold. You're not a real one if you're not part of any kind of skincare thing. If you don't remember shelfies, people would have, oh my goodness, every single drunk elephant product, they would have like 12 of them on their shelf. It was always, it was drunk elephant. It was pharmacy. It was you to the people. It was herbivore. I'm trying to think what other brands there were. Not really Paula's Choice, for sure. Not really, like, I wasn't following anyone who was, like, posting anything with, like, Asian skincare. CeraVe. CeraVe was up there. But these brands had the girlies in a chokehold. A chokehold. So you you weren't cool enough if you didn't have at least every single Drunk Elephant product. I forgot Fresh Beauty. So we have, like, Fresh, Pharmacy, Herbivore, Use to the people. I'm trying to think what other brands. The Ordinary. This is before the Inculus kind of came out. But these, CeraVe, these brands were like the brands that the skincare girlies were using. And it was kind of like you weren't cool enough if you didn't have these brands and you weren't using them. Alas, thank God that era and time has come away because I personally, it's not for me, love. It's not for me. <laughs> it just, it, it's it's not the vibe but the shelfies were very much shelfying and it was a time so i would post three times a day seven days a week and i i have lived burnout because i this is when i figured people were getting pr from brands so i was like doing my research and i still have the note to this day from my cousin telling me and just giving me advice on what it is to do because I was just in my head. It's funny because so much has changed and I've grown, but at the same time, <laughs> there's still parts of me that has FOMO, that has the, now that there's there's a word for it, the imposter syndrome. So I'm like struggling with my skin now. I'm getting into this whole like skincare space and all of this. And I texted my friend because the reason why my hyperpigmentation is where it is now is because I had a friend and she's my bestie. And she said, Nika, you're doing way too much with your skin. Like who told you to use all of these products? I was using mandelic acid every day, the Paula's Choice BHA toner every day. I was wearing sunscreen like when I felt like I needed to wear it, but I wasn't checking the UV index. There was no hydrating products. There was nothing. It was just I think I was still using niacinamide too every day. It was bad. It was rough. So when people are like, why was your skin so bad and in rough shape? I'm like, this is why. Not only was my skin barrier damaged, my hyperpigmentation was w extremely bad. And then I had sun damage. The like, just, uh, uh, uh. Insert sound effect. Insert sound effect of just like, oh crap. Of sun damage post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and a damaged skin barrier, literally the trio, the holy trinity of what the heck are you thinking and <laughs> doing? And I know so many people were like, but you're an esthetician. Like, why does your skin look like that? And on top of it now, my cystic acne comes back again. So my cystic acne flared up in 2018. And then <laughs> it's like, 
surprise, Sade. <laughs> so I'm dealing with all of these skin conditions and concerns and we're in lockdown now. Like we're in lockdown. We've gone past the posting three times a day, seven days a week. Like we kind of have a schedule. We're kind of gaining a following now. Like throughout these years, I'm kind of slowly gaining a following in a community of people but my skin was a freaking mess. So a big thing of my journey, my journey of being a content creator has been showing my skin transformation. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you could have done this treatment and this treatment and gotten the results 20 times faster. But I don't think I would have appreciated as much as I appreciate it now of how much hard work I really put in, how much dedication I have now to sunscreen and a strong skin barrier and regular exfoliation and the type of exfoliants and tyrosinase inhibitors that I need. I'm way more educated and I'm a better esthetician to myself, but also to my clients. And I want to be able to like share and spread that information because me three years ago, as you heard, was a whole hot mess of like the sun damage, the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and no skin barrier, at least no healthy skin barrier in sight. And... I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my friend just having a real talk with me. And I'm grateful for the progress that I have made and understanding which treatments work better and being able to kind of be a person who can be recognized and known, not just as like a skincare content creator influencer, but also like an esthetician and someone who knows firsthand what it's like to not have your skin to where you want to be much as I love social media, there's also this huge narrative that if you don't have glass skin and, you know, large pores and all of these and texture and these things that like your skin is bad. I don't believe in saying that there's bad skin. No skin is bad. You might have a damaged skin barrier or might have a flare up of something, but that doesn't mean your skin is bad. It doesn't mean your skin is dirty. It doesn't make you dirty as a person. Your skin is so complex and so many people don't understand that. But you go on social media and you see lots of these popular influencers and content creators and like there's no texture, there's no visible pores, there's no lines, there's no wrinkles. Don't let anyone fool you. Having money equates to, no one's going to tell you this, but money and having money to pay for the top of the line, skincare treatments and Botox and filler and all of that stuff, that's why some people look as good as they do. Lots of influencers and content creators aren't telling you that they're going to this spa for free. We could throw shade, but we're not going to go and throw shade. But lots of them are getting professional skincare treatments and things done, and they're not telling you about it. So you're here thinking and comparing yourself and wondering why the heck does my skin not look like that? Money. It's money. <laughs> like, do not be fooled. Don't let the algorithm and anything else fool you into thinking that you're not pretty enough. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's that you're not in the same tax bracket and in the same wavelength as these people where they're being offered like these thousand dollar treatments for free. And I'm not saying that I haven't been offered those things too. I have, but um, they don't come as often as people think they do. But it's just that money helps. Wealth helps. Not being stressed helps. So here I was, I kind of, when I say like I stumbled into it, I mean like I stumbled into it. I never expected to be uh, doing social media. I just thought I would like post my clients and my work and have like my portfolio there. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Oh my goodness. We're like eight years later. 
yeah, eight years later. And this is where we are now. So currently, Me Now is here ready to like spill the tea, share all the info on not only my skin, but help other people because I don't want to gatekeep the information. And I think if the information that I needed to help my skin and get it to where it was and the honesty and the transparency was there, I probably would not have damaged my skin and done half of the awful things that I did to it that I did. Like before makeup school, I'm out here using a DIY, well, I'm using a DIY coconut oil, honey, lemon juice face mask with some sugar, some brown sugar, because I saw it on Pinterest and I was like convinced that it would get rid of the little bit of hyperpigmentation that I have and making my skin glow. Um, plot twist, I have an allergy to citrus, so literally wakes up the next day with a balloon face, but I was ready to do absolutely anything and everything to get quick results, quick skin results. The chokehold that the Glam Glow Clearing Mud Mask had, oh goodness. <laughs> I bought so many of them. Like when I say I've been through it, I've been through it in this whole journey. I'm pretty sure somewhere on my YouTube channel is that too. I, I, if, if there's some kind of DIY, if there's been some kind of DIY thing to like rapid, instant results, glowing skin, move dark spots, all of that stuff, I've probably tried it. I was a coconut oil girly. And I know now my clients and anyone listening is like, but you're an esthetician. I am now. Was I using my Clarisonic with the St. Ives apricot scrub? Yes, I was. I can say that I personally victimized myself and my skin and then I turned out and I remember I stopped using my Clarisonic and the St. Ives scrub and I realized, oh my gosh, it's giving me acne. But again, <laughs> sometimes you really have to go through it to better appreciate where you are now. And obviously now I would not be using any kind of harsh exfoliating brush with a abrasive scrub on my face now. Absolutely not. Not in this lifetime. But in the last little bit, <laughs> I definitely was that. And you know what it was? Everyone and their mom had a Clarisonic. You weren't cool as a content creator. And I think this is before even content creator. These are like beauty gurus. This is beauty guru. This is before there was like influencer and all of that. The beauty gurus all had Clarisonics. They were all using the St. Ives scrub. They had like their little things and they were doing their steam, DIY, turmeric, mask, lemon juice, honey, coconut oil. They were doing all of that. So you're kind of going off of these people with huge millions of subscribers on YouTube and this is them showing their routine. And then they're going to Sephora and using their Clam Glow clearing mud and all of that kind of stuff. And the Aztec mask, this is how you got into all of this. <laughs> so, and in makeup school, we learned the basics, you know, a face wash, a moisturizer, a toner. I don't even think serum, like we learned about that stuff. There was no sunscreen, maybe primer, but that was it. I've kind of summarized and given like the cliff notes version the spark notes version of like the full story and maybe someday i will divulge in every maybe not everything you might have to listen to like an autobiography or a memoir but i've been through it i've been there i've been back we i like to think that the comeback is always better than the setback there's been a lot of setbacks. There's been so many times that I have wanted to give up in this content creator journey. Becoming an influencer and doing content creation 
I know it's glamorized. I know it seems like it's so luxurious, but there is another side to it. And I'm not saying that it's all bad. There are so many amazing opportunities that have happened. I've gotten to work with CeraVe Canada for a year. I got to model for Vino Canada. There's so many wild things. I get people all the time saying that they saw me on Snapchat with, or they heard my voice for my Pimple Patch Chronicles. And I've gone viral with all of these things, but it's a lot. And it's a lot of work and sometimes people don't appreciate it when you're just kind of absorbing it and watching it as a consumer and you're not the one behind the camera really thinking of the hours editing and all of that and really putting yourself under a magnifying glass of dissecting every single thing that you do and you say and worrying and thinking you're not good enough and cool enough and all of that. The imposter syndrome is very, very real. And it gets you down and it wears you down. And now where I am, I'm trying to find a healthy balance of protecting my peace and my mental health and doing what I love and trying not to put as much pressure on myself about things and how things are going because it's, it's tough. It's hard and it's difficult, but everything that I did has led me to where I was. I wouldn't be half the content creator and influencer and esthetician if it wasn't for my friends and family believing in me and trusting me. The amount of times that I've practiced on my mom or bought stuff and had her drive an hour, two hours to go and see stuff and do stuff. And I'm I'm really appreciative and thankful and grateful and I think just talking about this on a podcast just makes me realize like how much progress just in the last 3 years I've gone and done. I might not have a million followers. I might never get to a million followers, but I've been able to accomplish something that so many people in this lifetime haven't been able to accomplish. So I have a lot of gratitude. I have a lot of appreciation for what I do and that I'm not just a content creator. I'm not just an influencer. I'm not just an esthetician. I'm not just someone who went to makeup school. Like I am more than that. And I have a lot of accolades and things under my belt that I need to hype myself up more about. So I think that's where we're going to leave it off for today. I might film an episode with my mom. I don't know, but I'm really glad that you guys are enjoying the podcast. I'm really glad that I got to share. I haven't really talked about my whole journey into content creation and influencing. And I know for so many people, they kind of stumbled into it during the pandemic. And I never expected to be a content creator on TikTok. I kind of just was on TikTok to just as an escape during lockdowns. And here I am three years later with the patch army and all of this other stuff and a whole community of people that I really love and look up to not just the people that are my friends and my mutuals but I've really gotten to become besties outside of an app and outside of this all across the world and the fact that I'm able to connect with so many people is it's it's always so surreal and cool so for that thank you for following me thank you for sticking around on this wild journey it's not easy it's not easy and like I said there are going to be days where yeah you are burning the candle at both ends or is it burning the stick at both ends I don't know what the saying is either way thank you so much for listening you've listen to another episode of Beyond Sheet Face. I'm Anika. You can follow my Instagram, Beauty with Bodden, the podcast, Beyond Sheet Face. And look out for me also on TikTok and YouTube. Yes, I'm on YouTube. NixB24 just dropped a video on how to hydrate your skin. Bye!